amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. In the box, backside, Ladero. Ladero, the back of the net. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 950 KJR, this is Sounders Weekly with your host, Jackson Feltz. Good evening and welcome into Sounders Weekly on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz here in studio and Matt Johnson, broadcaster for the Sounders. You can hear his calls of Sounder matches right here on 950 KJR throughout the season. Has decided to join me in studio tonight. Stretch, welcome into KJR. Hey, thanks, Jackson. I was asked. So, I mean, anytime you ask, I'll come in. So, it's, it's not my decision. Just jump on it and... Just bring me in here. Happy so to be here. I can demand that I, I have to have Matt in studio whenever well, when, I want. Yeah, when you're slumming, yeah, bring me in. Absolutely. No, happy to be here. Excited for this week to kind of get back on the MLS track. And you know this studio well, our new Carter Volkswagen Studios. We, it's, it's large. We have the couch over there, as I tell all of our guests in studio. So if you ever need to just take a break, chill a little bit, we have a nice, relaxing couch for hey, you. Hey, good to know. Good to know. All right, so a big episode of Sounders Weekly here. Matt Johnson, you're going to join me for the first segment here in studio today. Then you got to run. And Garth Loggerway, Sounders General Manager and President of Soccer, he'll be joining me right around 7.20. This will be an interview series that we will do every single week here on Sounders Weekly, where Garth is going to join me, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of issues surrounding the club and around MLS. So his first of the weekly interviews will be this week, starting right around 7.20, so tune in for that. And then at the tail end of the show, you'll hear my interview with Kelvin Leardam, uh, the fullback for the Seattle Sounders. We had a chance to catch up earlier today, so hear that later on in the show. So a big show, uh, but I wanted to start today's show looking ahead because the Sounders will face the Montreal Impact this Saturday at 7 p.m. at CenturyLink Field. Our pregame coverage will start at 6.30 right here on KJR. 7 p.m. kick, you'll be able to hear Matt Johnson there on the call. But looking ahead to that, uh, there is a whole bunch of health questions surrounding this team right now, Matt. And you were out at practice earlier today where Brian Schmetzer gave a whole bunch of injury updates. So I wanted to start off Sounders Weekly this week with that. So let's start with Will Bruin and that forward position where there isn't much depth right now. No, not at all. Uh, but he, he looks good. He was in full training, and and he should be ready to go. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, obviously the bye week helps out Will. And and the concussion he suffered down in Guadalajara, he should be, he should be set to go. Brian Schmetzer, before you're asking me about all these injuries... Uh, or injury updates. He's very coy about it. I, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have been around him for years, and obviously him being the head coach since the middle of 16, he's very coy about uh, injury updates. So I can just relate to kind of what he says and then what I'm seeing. But Br- Will Bruin Will Bruin should be ready to go. And that's really important for a team right now. I mean, it doesn't look like they're appealing the Clint Dempsey red card and whatever video angle you want to take, and the opinions are varying on that red card. Sure. But looking at that depth of the forward spot with no Morris, no Dempsey, you need Will Bruin in there, and you need as many people as you can in that attack back that is, I wouldn't say is struggling to score goals, but they need, they need health right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we saw 
after the 10-minute mark down in Guadalajara. I mean, you had no one to hold up the ball. I mean, really, that match, I, no offense to anyone else on the field, but you had nobody else up there to really do what Will Bruin does best, is hold up the ball, give the defensive, the, the back two center backs issues. I mean, have, have a wrestling match. Uh, with those two center backs, that's what Will Bruin does best, and then he knocks him in. He either he either you know nods one in, or he he flicks it in, or whatever. Whether it's scrappy or whether it's a versus Houston in that second leg at home from Harry Ship, you know he can do so much. But when when Clint went up and and you had to move things around, and Ikram moved around that second leg of Guadalajara, you knew you're in trouble. So Will Bruin's very valuable in many many ways. Another guy that they need in that attack to be healthy, Nico Ladero. He had that foot sprain. How did he look in practice? Do we have an update on him? Uh, yeah, he's he's back in full, and and Brian was asked about that, and and he said, well, kind of looked at the reporter and said, well, what do you think? I thought he looked good, <laughs> you, you know. So he he was in full. He was in full late last week, and so I, I would imagine that he would be either in the center of the park or uh, on right of midfield. So. You know, that's that's a big deal. Obviously, Clint won't be in being suspended, so Bruin and Nico is already a step up. And then we likely will see, you mentioned him, Ikram, going into that 10 spot there in the middle of that, in that band of three. And at the other end, we are just, again, looking at our watches for Victor Rodriguez. He's another guy in that attack we're waiting for. Well, the best part about Victor is he's out on the field and he's he's been running around the outside of the field. And as you and I both know, that's kind of the first step. He's not in the gym. He's not on the bike. He's not getting... Uh, treatment inside, so he's out on the pitch and he's he's running around the outside of the field. So that's a big first step from that uh, that right knee sprain. Uh, these are all pieces, you know. At some point, you're looking at five, six starters. We talked about it at the post game show during the post game show after the Dallas match. You're missing some key people. It's still so early. Um, and, and Brian always likes to say, hey, listen, we have 32 games to make it right, which is kind of a coy way of saying it's early. It's a long season. Uh, but getting these fresh bodies will be big, will be big for uh, Saturday. And I'm glad you kind of mentioned that because that's something that I'm going to talk about with Garth here coming up. And the element of so many people are, I think, freaking out and jumping off a ledge and, you know, running around like a chicken with their head cut off, you know, about, oh, my God, you know, we haven't won a match in MLS. We're 0-2. And, and just there were 0-2. And you can include CONCACAF if you want, but just looking at the MLS season, they're 0-2. We are, are barely into the season. If we were to compare it to a football game, then they're one game into the season, basically. Yeah, it, it, it's and it's funny because I guess we haven't learned. I, I'm not at freakout stage yet. Uh, we've started 0-2. We've started 0-2 without scoring a goal one other time in the history in 2011. Um, but I'm not at freakout stage. And, and we've noticed that in 2016, unfortunately, it cost a coach's job, but you can start off slow. You got to play well and be healthy in September and October. Obviously, Brian wants the higher seed and things, but let the season play out. Let 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 it get going. Uh, Kansas City's always a tough place to play where we'll be on the 15th of April, but let this let it get going and let these guys kind of coexist on the pitch and and we'll see what happens. But I just said to Danny Jackson today at training, if you can. If we can stay healthy during a week of training and the game, well, we've got a good club. You know, this is a really strong club. So, you know, maybe the injury bug's going to stick with it. Hopefully not. But, you know, moving forward to Saturday, we're already looking better. And let's look ahead to Saturday. 7 p.m. kickoff against the Montreal Impact. One of the big, dangerous players of this entire league is Anasio Piatti. 
Piotti, we saw what he did last year against the Sounders. He's just dangerous whenever you face him, whether it's a one-on-one, even if you kind of shift guys back and just plan for him attacking you like they did last year a little bit. He's going to hurt you. What can they do, and what did, what are they planning on doing to defend against him this week? Well, it's his vision that separates him. That's what Brian is saying and and watching him. It's his vision. He scored it against Columbus uh, two weeks ago, and it came from nothing. It, it came from nothing. It looked like he was dribbling top of the box to the goalie's right, and he just fires a shot on his off foot, his left foot, and, and it's in the back of the net. Last year in Montreal, a goal and an assist. He's just one of the most dangerous men in MLS the last, he's fourth in MLS in goals, 34 goals scored in the last two seasons, his fourth most. And, and I mean, that's big time. I mean, that's, that's right there with Bradley Wright Phillips and David Villa and, and, um, and down in uh, Portland, how come you know? You get, yeah, thank yeah. you. You get going and names kind of escape you, but yeah. He, yeah, he's he's up there and he shouldn't be overlooked. You got to take care of the service to him, and you got to be tight. Now, when things get stretched like they were last uh, last year in Montreal, that's when he just smokes you. And I mean, just you almost have to sit there and tip your cap and say that that was awesome. Yeah. That that was awesome. So he isn't a one man show, but he's obviously the most dangerous man on the impact. And you got to, you got to know where he's at at all times. And that means you got to not only have the back four on their game, you got to have the midfield on their game. And that, you know, really kind of puts the pressure on a Christian Roldan and a Gustav Svensson because this team still doesn't have Ozzy Alonso. And who knows when that big piece is going to come back. We talked about all these injuries as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, no, you have to know where he's at. He's not, he doesn't like to come back and defend. He does a little bit, um, but he's not one of these guys that defending is his big deal. Right. He, he's not that big a cheater, but he just tends to not be in the defensive <laughs> side when when uh, when the other team's rushing in. But uh, he just finds spaces. He's just special. Uh, the league, I asked Brian today, you know, do you think he's underrated or do you think the uh, because of where he plays and it's not – you know, L.A. or L.A.F.C. or New York, and he said no. He he gave me that, you know that he gave me that look that was that is such a dumb question look <laughs> that I get often. But I just ask because, you know, does everybody know who Piotti is? I mean, I guess MLS fans do, but a casual sports fan should watch Saturday just to see if he does something special. You know, you just that's how I was always into sports was watching both teams, and he's got this ability at any time to do something special and. And that's what's coming to town on Saturday. You know, I think it's a good point. The element of fans, and not only MLS fans who probably do know his name, but just sports fans should know the the special players in the league, right? Sure, sure. And I think most sports fans around, not only here, but but around the country, they're going to know the names of Clint Dempsey. They're going to know your your David Villa. They're going to know Diego Valeri probably coming entering there. And another name now that's suddenly part of MLS is Zlatan Ibrahimovic, now with L.A. And that is an interesting concept. I want to talk to Garth about it, too, but I'll get your take. Because the MLS has always been called the Retirement League, and, and it's, kind of, it, it's kind of hokey because if you look at the way the signings have gone for the you know, last five years or so, it's not at all a retirement league. But Zlatan is on the back end of his career, no doubt, but he is just such a gigantic name and a special player. Himself. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the retirement league thing ended about seven years ago. Six six years ago, yeah, right in there. Uh, 
it, it, even when Beckham came here, Robbie Keane, that, that they don't they don't adhere to that. I mean, Robbie Keane might have been the best player for three years in MLS. I think the retirement league, especially with Tam money, that's over with. I, I think Ibrahimovic will have success. I think he's that good still. I think he's he's that good then. As to say, he's come down and he's still going to be a special right. player in MLS. Um, and maybe that's a that's a gauge of okay, MLS has got to come up for a guy his age, but. He, he's a monster. I, I think he's going to either come across teams that who knows if there's an injury or whatever and they're, they're playing their third center back or, or they're ones. I mean, uh, Laurent Simon, I, I can't wait for him to go against, you know, number ones or Chad Marshalls or, or what have you. I, I think it's great for the league. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I don't see. I'm also coming from it um, from a Seattle person. I'm not going to have to work with him. I don't have to. I don't want to say deal with him. I, I don't want to say that pertain. You know, making it sound but like he's, he's going to be. Oh he yeah, but the, he's yeah. and and I don't want to say that he's a pain in the butt when he hasn't even played his first game. I'm just saying from this side, from a Sounder fan, from a guy that lives in Seattle and loves a game. I think it's awesome for the league. I don't. I, I think he's got. Two, three years left in him, no matter where he plays. Uh, I think it's it's good. It's good for the league. I always said this last year. It's good for the league for the Chicago Fire to be good. It's good for the league for the LA Galaxy, New York Red Bulls, Seattle Sounders, the rivalry between Seattle and Portland. It's good for the league. Absolutely. For the LA Galaxy to land him, it's really good for the league. And it, it's going to spotlight uh, it's going to spotlight not only that team, but the West Coast and MLS. So I think it's awesome, and I think he's going to score goals. I don't think he's done scoring goals at all. Yeah, and a pretty good deal too of three million for two years. Well, I, mean, I think as a Tam once, player. But yeah, I, I think once you get Chevrolet and Pepsi Cola and Firestone and McDonald's <laughs> involved, he's going to leave. He's going to leave the LA area with a, a truckload of money. You, you know what I mean? I mean, however they're working it out, I, I'm sure that uh, there was so many. Uh, commercial and and endorsement deals for him that he's not coming here for two and a half million dollars. You see the not uh, at all. You see the page you took out in the L.A. Times. Just you're welcome, L.A. Yeah, I love that. I, I I'll <laughs> never awesome. forget. I was in I was in England, <laughs> and not to sound snobbish, I don't know if I was coming home from a World Cup or we were in England watching games. But we went into a pub and Inter was down uh, two to one in the 80th, and he came off the bench and scored goal two goals to make it three two, and we were like. Oh, Ow! I mean, it wasn't, and they weren't cheap goals. I mean, they were, and at Inter, I want to say he won the treble uh, with Mourinho, but um, I might have those years mixed up. But he came in, and he he was just a special player, and and yeah, he's a special personality. And and look at the teams. If you look at his resume, look at the teams he's played for. They're only Barcelona, Man U, PSG, uh, Juventus, Inter, and AC Milan. I, that's that not many guys that now, of course, um, Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Messi stick with one team, so on and so forth. But not many guys have a resume of basically the biggest clubs in that country and three, the biggest three in the world. You, you know, so I, I just can't wait to see him on a, on a basis where I get to watch him at 7 p.m. 
on a Saturday from my house and see what he does. Uh, and he's got pride, right? He, he's got an ego. He's got pride. Oh, yeah. So he's going to want to do well. He doesn't want to come to L.A. and fail. It, it's, you know, you don't, you don't ship that horse over here just to have him sell tickets. No, he wants to score goals. He wants to win. Yeah, he'll, he'll have some success. And, and to wrap it back around, he's one of those names that, that sports fans, not only soccer fans, but sports fans in this country will absolutely know. And they will, this is how you grow the game. You, you bring over these gigantic names. So people who may not be soccer fans go, wow, this, the MLS got that name? Yeah. And, got and that it, guy? Yeah. And it fits him. I mean, it is LA. Yeah. You know, it is L.A., and he, and he did play at Barcelona, Madrid, and, you know, it, all the big clubs. But it, it's L.A. Um, you know, I just wonder how it's going to be in that locker room for Ziggy Schmidt. That That's that's the big wonderment, you know, just how that's going to happen there. But I'm from afar, so I don't have to listen to a deal <laughs> with it, gossip about it, nothing. I just hope it works out well, and, and I hope he succeeds. Man, I want to be a fly on that wall for the first time that those two get in a room together and just chat about soccer. And I want, I want to hear a conversation between Siggy and Zlatan. Well, until Zlatan, Zlatan says, who are you? Oh. You know, like, what, <laughs> hey, I'm, what, what's your name? But I'm joking. It'll be fun. Huh? So we'll, we'll, see if, uh, we'll see if he makes the trip up here and plays against Seattle. We're still waiting to hear when Zlatan's first game is going to be. For Seattle, their next game this Saturday, 7 p.m. kickoff against the Montreal Impact at CenturyLink Field. Tickets available, and you can hear that game right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR. I will be hosting pregame from 6.30, and then, Matt Johnson, you will be on the call at 7 p.m. I will. I'm excited. It's a, it's a home game. It seems like it's been a while. Obviously, there was CONCACAF, then a bye weekend, so it's good to be back in the rhythm and and get these guys healthy. Just knock on injury wood that, that we get through this match Saturday healthy, and you don't play until the 15th, so really a place we don't have much success at is at Sporting KC. Hopefully you're taking a truckload of healthy players and giving them a match. Yeah, we'll need to indeed do that. Uh, Matt Johnson, thanks for coming in, man. appreciate that you spend this first segment here at the studios. So we will come back. I will have an interview with Sounders General Manager and President of Soccer, Garth Logaway. You'll also hear from Sounders outside back, Kelvin Leardom. That's all coming up on Sounders Weekly on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back to Sounders Weekly on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders play the Montreal Impact this Saturday, 7 p.m. kickoff at CenturyLink Field. Tickets available. You can also listen to the match right here on 950KGR. Our coverage begins at 6.30 with pregame hosted by myself, Matt Johnson, on the call starting at 7. You know, last year, KGR did a soccer show on Saturday mornings that I hosted. And early in the season, when we first started uh, the shows, we were up in, in the press box at CenturyLink Field. And Sounders president and general manager Garth Lagerway came to us and said, you know, I would be happy to do a weekly interview with your show. And thankfully, as gracious as he is busy, Garth agreed to do it again this year. So Sounders general manager and president of soccer Garth Lagerway joins me again here now for Sounders Weekly. Every week he'll be on right about this time. Uh, so Garth, thank you again for doing this this year. It's a pleasure to have you on. It's great to be here, Jackson. Thanks for having me. 
So, Garth, there's a number of topics that we'll hit, not only this week, but every single week. And one of the keys that I want to do every week is really connect the supporters to the club and to you. And a way I'm going to do that is through social media, through Twitter, through the Sounders FC Reddit page, just taking a listener questions and hitting a few each week. I may not hit all of them. Some questions won't be appropriate. Some questions won't be fit to ask. But I do want to use this show and use these interviews as a way to connect people and, and get the information out there that needs to get out. So we'll hit that a little bit later in the interview. Uh, the, the first thing I wanted to start with, though, and I'm going to bury the lead a little bit, is a huge piece of news that hit MLS this week. Zlatan Ibrahimovic finally makes the transition to MLS. Just your overall take on him finally making the move to LA and a giant star in the international soccer world being part of MLS now. I, look, I think it's great. I think he's going to sell some tickets. I think he's going to be entertaining. I mean, it, it, the, the the ad he took out in the LA Times and the first interview he did, I mean, he's a character. And, and he, as you said, he's an international celebrity. And, you know, as someone who's going to draw attention to the Galaxy and MLS, uh, you know, I think he's a, a reasonable heir to, uh, to the David Beckham legacy. You know, I think, he, you know, there are very few soccer players um, arguably is Latan and, and uh, Ronaldo and Messi that uh, are interested in that type of role. And, and to get one of those guys is, is pretty amazing. And one thing we talked about a lot last year is the whole idea that the MLS, you know, is retirement league is is bogus. I mean, that was that's long gone, and and we see that with the various types of signings that are now made. But Zlatan is an interesting case because he is an, an older player coming over from Europe, but the magnitude of his stardom it kind of negates the the retirement league element, doesn't it? Look, I mean, Zlatan obviously appears to be in line with Lampard and Gerard and Pirlo and, and, you know, a couple of those guys of late. But to your point, the data has very clearly shown that DP signings have come down in age uh, by almost, I think, three years per year last time over the last couple of years. So uh, I thought that the average age of DP signings in this last cycle was 26. So, you know, look, you've... And it's not just the DP signings. I throw the TAM signings in there as well to right. talk about a new class of players that the league is targeting and trying to add. And, you know, most teams now having potentially three DPs and maybe five or six TAMs, uh, you know, that's a lot of new talent coming in uh, that is almost exclusively under 30. So, um, you know, I think in anything, you don't want to be dogmatic. If you have an opportunity to get one older player like Slaton, it's not that every player over 30 is bad. It's that you want to have uh, a healthy, proper balance of, of young players who are developing and guys in their prime and, uh, you know, guys that are, uh, you know, are ready to win titles. So Laton certainly played at the highest level, and he's got a pedigree that's pretty tough to match. And, um, you know, in that sense, I think it's a pretty legit signing. What would your reaction be if, if you signed a player and upon coming to Seattle, the first thing he did was take a page out in the Seattle Times that just said you're welcome? Well, and... Sincerely, Jess, what I would say is that we're not going to sign those players in Seattle. Uh, it wouldn't be a good put here. No, and, and that's not a knock on L.A. or on Zlatan. I mean, to the contrary, like, that's that's what you need in L.A. You know, if you're in L.A. or New York, I think in particular, you got to have signings that make a difference from a publicity and from a marketing and intention standpoint. And in Seattle, we're pretty convinced that if we field uh, teams that make the playoffs every year and compete for championships, uh, as we've been in the final the last two years and won once, um, you know, that the, the fans will support that uh, and that we don't need to sign 
with, with Zlatan. And, and again, like, it, it's Zlatan's great for the league. I, I love that he did that, and that's a cool thing for our league. Um, it's just a better fit in L.A. than it is in Seattle. Right. Uh, Sanders president and general manager Garth Lagerwey joining me here on Sounders Weekly for a series of interviews. He'll be appearing here on Sounders Weekly every week. It's a pleasure to have him. Uh, Garth, as I mentioned, we are going to use these interviews as a way to connect the supporters to you, to the club. Uh, I'm going to kind of feed in various questions that, that fit from fans uh, via Twitter, at JacksonKJR, and on the Sounders FC Reddit page and, and, and other places as well. And one thing that everybody is asking this is the lead here, is about how to replace Jordan Morris and what's going on at that forward position. I know you've spoken to, to Seattle Times about it and other places, but for those who haven't read it, what are you and what is the club doing uh, and, and what are the efforts going through to acquire and bring in another forward to replace Jordan? Yeah, look, we're, we're talking about bringing in a DP striker. You know, when you lose a, a marquee player like Jordan for the whole season, uh, it forces you to rethink your plans. Uh, and whereas, you know, we may have been otherwise targeting, <coughs> excuse me, a, a DP and a band of three in our four two three one. you know, now we're looking for a nine. So we're looking for a DP uh, nine, that, that high striker who scores lots of goals and hopefully has some pace, some mobility uh, so that we can play, you know, we, can, we have the ability to still stretch some teams, but. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, look, when you lose a player of, like Jordan, I mean, he was the primary source of pace in our team as well, other than our outside backs, and, you know, you, you need to account for that. You need to replace that, and that's what we're working on. Is there an expectation, or should fans have an expectation that the signing will come during the current uh, transfer window, or or more looking ahead towards summer? Um, you know, it's obviously we all want it sooner than later, but I think realistically, if you're talking about a World Cup here, as we are, uh, not too many uh, high-level players are going to want to switch teams right now. Uh, they're they're going to want to be England to, to be in uh, teams where they're consistently playing and getting ready for the World Cup. Uh, you may get some guys that are want, trying to make a last push uh, that need to switch. You know, we're the only uh, league open right now, so in that sense, maybe we get we get uh, a little fortunate and we're the we're the place that somebody wants to land to get ready for the World Cup. But uh, you know, for this way, from a numbers perspective, there are a lot more high quality targets that will be available after the World Cup. And one question asked on Twitter by uh, Brooks Gatz was if you guys are more willing to, to take a chance on a, a TAM player or a designated player outside of your target age range, whatever that may be, during this, I don't know if you'd call it a crisis, but during this period where you're going through a lot of injuries to Jordan and now Nico Hurt and, and others. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it a crisis. Um, you know, 
we're zero and two in the league. You know, that's that's not ideal. But if you average two points per game, uh, the rest of the way you'll win the supporter shield, and that's about what we played at uh, once we figured out our right back position last year. So, um, and it's also similar to the run we went on in in 2016 when we won the title. So, it's not something that I'm particularly worked up about in terms of the timing of this. What you have to do always is get the best player. Uh, and certainly uh, you want to get that player in as soon as you can. But uh, I think as soon as you start focusing on, you know, what's the next, what's the best solution for the next couple of weeks, um, you're probably headed down the wrong path in terms of, uh, you know, having a clear mind and, and trying to make the long-term decisions. I mean, the DPs we've talked about consistently are three- to five-year decisions. The TAM guys aren't, aren't as long-term, but... Again, if you get one of those guys wrong and you're uh, signing a, a half-million-dollar-plus guy uh, who isn't effective, uh, now you're in a much worse position than you were to start out with. Right. And and one of the guys that caused a lot of buzz uh, when, when his picture was put out there on, on social, uh, Diego Capel. He's a Spanish winger. He's 30 years old. It, it looks like he was part of the first-team training sessions last week. Uh, what can you say about him training with the club yeah i mean diego's come in and he's he's uh been been training with us as you said he's been without a club for i think uh, a little bit north of six months maybe seven eight months uh and he's obviously looking to get back into things and and uh you know we were happy to have him and and uh he's done well and and you know we'll uh we'll look at him in the context of how our team's doing so one of the other guys, we talked about that forward position to fill in there. Another name that a lot of people are throwing out there is Shea Adekoya. And a question came up on Reddit from Kook Fan Dan, how he fits into the club's present and future plans, because we saw a glimpse of his talent here recently. Uh, I think Shea's got some work to do. Uh, you know, Shea, I think, will be uh, somebody that's probably uh, you know, still fighting, pushing through that kind of thing, uh, you know, but uh, to be clear, I, I think that that one has not gone quite as well as we had hoped, uh, and uh, there's definitely some work to do there. So let's talk a little bit about the other options then, and that kind of transitions into into looking at what's going on at S2. First off, we'll hit just the young talent that is part of the academy and part of S2. Sam Rogers, Jake Morris both started for the U20s team in a victory over France. Some other youngsters having some big success in the Generation Adidas Cup. It may be a few years before we see these guys fitting into the first team and, and fighting for first team spots, but what are these names that people need to know and, and guys that you've seen had success here recently with the academy and S2 so far this year? You know, I, 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 rather than talking about individuals, I would just say that we're making progress. You know, our, our U17 team uh, won their group at the GA Cup and they're advanced to the semifinals on Thursday now. That's an exciting development for them. We've had a number of kids playing up with S2. Uh, our average age for the starting lineup in the first game uh, at Cheney Stadium at Tacoma uh, was uh, just over 19 years old. So I think that there are a ton of positives in terms of how we're beginning to push these kids up into our system and then hopefully uh, being able to, to sustain it. So we're, we're three years into our project. Um, we knew it was going to take a minimum of five years. Um, when I went through this at Salt Lake, it was really a five to seven. You started to see players push, push through at five. Uh, we didn't get to a critical mass until you were around seven. So uh, it's a long-term thing. It's a long-term investment. Uh, we've been very grateful to have supportive ownership. Uh, to continue to pursue things like this, uh, but hopefully it's long-term. It's a, a contributor to uh, the growth of the club. 
You said you wouldn't talk about specific players. Uh, I will kind of force you into Felix Chenkum. A forward there at S2, and we've seen glimpses of what he can do. Is there a chance that we'll see him or another attacking player from S2 get a look sooner rather than later on the first team with all these injuries right now? Uh, I, I think that we're going to look to those guys at S2 to prove themselves at S2. You know, I don't think there's any imminent signings or imminent call-ups or anything like that. Uh, I think that those are guys that need to go down there, and, and you know that team's one and one, and they need to score some goals consistently and win some games. And uh, if those guys can prove themselves over the whole season, then you know we'll take a look. But uh, I don't anticipate addressing uh, any short-term needs from the S2 group at this time. Garth Logaway, Sounders president and general manager, joining me here on Sounders Weekly for just a couple more minutes. Garth, two new names to the club that weren't here last year, Waylon Francis and Jordan McCrary. I've uh, been battling at those outside back positions, especially during Kelvin's injury and, and before he came back. What have you seen from Waylon and McCrary early in the season, in the preseason, and then in those early matches? You know, I think both kids have made good starts. There, there are different points in their career. I mean, Waylon was an all-star in 2015 and has hundreds of games of professional experience um, and has, you know, has gotten off to a good start with us. You know, for somebody like Jordan McCray, it's a young player who's suffered a couple injuries early in his career, highly touted coming out of college and, and you know, is now kind of just finding his way. And both guys have worked hard and, and they've been learning and they've been developing and, you know, Jordan's, you know, played literally, I think, now three or four professional matches. And so he's right at the very beginning of his career. Uh, but he's really interested in, in getting better. And that's uh, it's really important for us. Uh, Ditto Whalen, I think, has really uh, embraced the idea that he's got a fresh start and uh, is making the most of it. So we're excited about both those guys and, and what they can contribute this year. Last question, Garth, that comes from Tim Hamilton on Twitter. If now is too early to panic, and I think we both agreed on that and said it earlier, that, that it's way too early in the season to have any panic whatsoever. The question has been asked, when is it acceptable? And I guess, do you ever panic at a certain point in the season? Would you ever give fans the okay to panic? And at what point would that ever come? Look, I, mean, I think if you're in a leadership position, uh, it's, it's important that you not espouse that view. I mean, you don't want the captain of your ship panicking. You don't want him jumping overboard. Uh, you know, I think that there are reasons to have faith. And, you know, if you look at the number of players we've brought back, you know, having gone to back-to-back finals, um, you know, I think I have a reasonable track record individually across a couple franchises in terms of the success uh, that I've had as well. And uh, But look, you know, we don't need, you know, it, we need to prove it. Every year you need to go out and you need to show again that, that uh, you know, that we know what we're doing and that uh, we have a good club. So, um, it, you know, I, when you get overly defensive about panicking or not panicking, I think it comes across. And, and I think uh, what we do need to establish in our locker room and, and for our fans is that we need to work at this. And, that, you know, we've had a, a slow start and, you know, We've had a red card every game so far in the league. I think that's probably unlikely to continue. Uh, hopefully we can finish with 11 guys uh, this week, and, and, you know, that would be a good start. And if we can do that, then hopefully we can score a goal and, and, uh, and start winning some games. So I think it'll turn around, but it's incumbent upon us to prove that. And, uh, you know, fans are – they've been awesome in their support and, and unwavering. And, you know, our job is to, is to win some games and hopefully uh, let some tension out of the room. So that's on us. And, we're going to work on that, and we believe we have some solutions, both short-term and long-term, and 
um, we're going to work forward and, and try to do our best to get a result this weekend. Well, it does. The turnaround starts this Saturday, 7 p.m. kickoff against Montreal. You can hear it here on KJR. Garth, uh, thank you for the first of these many interviews. It's a pleasure to have you. So we'll talk again next week about another variety of topics. All right, man. Thanks, Jackson. Great stuff there from Sounders General Manager, President of Soccer, Garth Loggerway. Again, that's the first interview of a series that we'll do every week here on Sounders Weekly. Play it right around 7.20 p.m. every Tuesday evening here on your new home for the Sounders, Sports Radio KJR. So make sure you set your alarms for that. And as I mentioned during that interview, I really want to use these interviews as a way of connecting you, the fans, to Garth and to the club. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be active on Twitter, at JacksonKJR, and active on the Sounders FC Reddit page and on all other social media platforms, frankly, and reach out to me, engage with me. Uh, I will try to make posts, and but just shoot me a question if you have one for Garth, and I'll do my best to put that into the interview each week so that you can have your questions answered from the general manager himself. We had a few today. We'll do a number of ones next week maybe a few that we didn't hit this week and i'm sorry if you sent me messages saying i need this question answered and i didn't ask it i do apologize i will ask it in the weeks to come it's on my list i'm hearing from all of you because this show is really what i really want to do is connect you guys to the club and let you know what's going on in the team from the team itself so reach out to me on twitter reddit wherever and i'll do my best to have your questions answered in the weeks to come All right, let's turn this show in another direction. Just one segment left, and earlier today I had a chance to catch up with Sounders fullback Kelvin Leardom. He's been injured. He's now back with the team, a key cog in that back four, as we all know, for the Sounders. So hear my interview with him. That's coming up next on Sounders Weekly on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950 KJR. Welcome back to Sounders Weekly on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. You'll be able to hear Sounders Weekly every Tuesday evening right here from 7 to 8 p.m. the entire Sounders season, so make sure to check us out. Jackson Feltz here in studio as we have our final segment of the evening here. It's rolled by. Thank you to Matt Johnson and to Garth Lagerway there for their interviews and Matt Johnson to pop and buy. Sounders play at Montreal 7 p.m. on Saturday. We will have the broadcast starting at 6.30 here on KJR. And if you've missed anything tonight in Sounders Weekly, check out the podcast on sportsradiokjr.com. All right, wrapping up the show tonight, I was able to catch up with Sounders right back Kelvin Leardom earlier today. He's working his way back from an injury. He's played some minutes already. We expect him to start against Montreal. And to get ready for that, he was taking an ice bath today. I'm trying to recover from the, from the, from the training session we had today, so it's good to, to do this kind of stuff so that the, 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 the blood flow and everything gets, uh, gets good again. So I need to do it, so uh, that's what I do right now. And how are these training sessions going? Obviously, you're working back and, and you have been playing in games since your injury. But so, how you feeling now? Am I getting? I'm getting closer to 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 my fitness I had last year. Of course, I uh, I lost some fitness during this past five weeks that I was injured. But um, uh, the uh, the only thing that get, can get me back to to what I want to be is like playing games. So I just I, I just try to do my best in training. Try to help my teammates, and the other way around, they help me. And uh, I need games to 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 get to, to get to a level I want to. So I still have some weeks to go, but uh, I'm confident that I'll, that I'll get there. Right, and how great will that be for you to get back on the field this weekend? Finally, getting back at home at CenturyLink Field in front of your home fans. Yeah, it, it will be great because um, uh, we need the support of the fans right now in the, in these difficult times because we've lost two games. 
actually four games, but uh, to 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 get back in the competition and uh, try to to get as high as possible in, uh, in the standings, it's good to be home and uh, try to get, to get comfortable by winning and with the support of the fans, it, uh, it will be great. You know, everybody know how loud, how loud they are, so um, it will be a, it will be some uh, something extra for us uh, to push us forward. And you mentioned the tough start of the season. Uh, how important as a player is it to get a fast start on the season and get success early in an, in an MLS campaign? How important is it for you guys to, to get a win this Saturday? It's, uh, it's, you know, it's all about confidence. You know, when you win, everything is easier. Every, every, every mistake you make, you forget a little bit quicker. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you don't win, people see all the little, people see all the little mistakes you make. And uh, it's, you're going to get some irritation. In the in the team and players because uh, you want to win. That's that's what you train for. That's what you're doing your whole life. What you prepare for is to win. And sometimes it's just you're gonna have these stretches when it's gonna be tough. And we're we're in one now. And the only thing I can say what I've learned from the past: better have it early in the season because the prices you will win at the end. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, this is uh, will be a stopper part of the season. And uh, in the end. Uh, uh, I hope we can we can only have smiles with uh, with some prizes, but it's uh, we ha- we have to get through this, and uh, we're confident because we have a lot of experience in the team, and this, uh, these are some stretches you you're always gonna gonna get every every year. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you as well. I think you know some fans are are, are freaking out more than they should at this point because it's so early into a season. We're only two games in of, of 34 total at this point in yeah, the MLS campaign. That's correct. We only played two games, so. Um, we have t- uh, 32 left, and um, like I said, like we want to make the playoffs as high as possible because um, we've seen the last two years um, uh, the team the team came so far into the playoffs, make deep runs, made it to the finals, become champion. But you want to try to get something at home. It's not going to be easy. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but we want to get a, as much as uh, points we can get to hopefully get us in a position if we if we make a deep run again to to host. So. It's not going to be easy, as I said, but um, we we need to get wins now, and uh, so uh, I'm confident it's going it's going to happen soon, and hopefully Montreal will be our first first win. Kelvin Ludom, Sounders right back, joining me here on Sounders Weekly. Kelvin, uh, looking ahead to Saturday in Montreal, uh, they got a hell of a player in in Piotti there on the other end as, as an attacking threat. How do you, as as yeah. one of the back four, have to defend against him and that Montreal attack? Um, we just need to track his. I, I, so he's a player who tries to run behind the defense a lot, so we need to we need to keep track of his runs, and we need to try to dominate the game by ourselves. You know, if we if we if we can uh, try to get an early goal, you know, this will, this will, we'll get the support of the fans, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can uh, we can get a few more after that, so we don't have to to worry too much about him. It's all about us. You know, we, I don't want to look too much to 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 players of the other team because it's it's all about us now we uh, we need to come together in uh, in the uh, on the pitch and and try to do, try to dominate games like we did in the, in the last part of the season so um, I know he's a, he's a he's a very good player for Montreal I respect that but I think um, when we when we are on a on a, on a roll we uh, we don't have to look to the players of the, of the other team. Now, I think that last year when, when you came to the Sounders, they had already played Montreal. Correct me if I'm wrong. So what yeah, if, that's true. Yeah, so what have other players like such as Chad and Roman told you about facing Piotti? Or, or maybe you faced him before and, and you can shed some light on that. No, I've, I've had some guys in my team who played with him. I think uh, Roman played with him. 
Um, they, are, they, have, they have, what I said, they have respect for him. He's, uh, he's, he's a proven, proven scorer in this league. So, of course, uh, he's going to be dangerous. So we have to, we have to keep that in mind. But from uh, uh, the, way I, the way I see it is, like, we can control the game by having the ball and try to, try to score a goal is easier. I'm not trying to, to say that he's not a good player or something, but I think if we can dominate the game with me going, and unfortunately, Clint is not in this game, but we, are, we have also special players in our team who can dominate the game in a different way. So I, I respect his quality, and I know uh, we have to keep an eye on him, but I, I hope that we just uh, dominate the game as early as possible so we can get him out of the game. Just a couple more minutes here with you, Calvin. Uh, the big story across MLS this week, it's not related to the Sounders, but I'm, I'm getting everybody's opinion on it this week because of just how big of a story it is. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic makes his move to MLS yeah. as a player who's, who's likely going to face him at some point this season with L.A. What are your thoughts yeah. on a player of his quality coming to the league? Um, it's one of my favorite players, actually, that I've seen playing... Uh, the past few years, he played in Holland, uh, and uh, it, it's a big player. You know, it's a big name. Everybody, if you say Slatan, everybody in the world actually would know who we're talking about. Right. So, it's a, it's a big sign for the for the for the galaxy. But I think um, everybody know how how he talks, how he acts, how he looks, and um, <laughs> it's it's a great addition for the league. It's uh, it's yeah, it's a phenomenal player. That's the only thing I can say. I have respect yeah. for him. He's been a champion everywhere he went. Everywhere he went, so you got to respect that he's he's got a great career. You excited to face great, him? Great, great player, of course. <laughs> I've known I, I know some guys who played with him at uh, like David Blaine and, and and guys like that at, in in England. So, and they they all talk about that. All have respect for him. So, uh, I hope we'll face him uh, when he's when he's healthy. And but uh, I say it's a great addition for the league. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch, uh, especially you yeah. as, as a defender going against him. Uh, Calvin, just one more minute here with you on Sounders Weekly. And uh, you're now my third participant in what we are going to do, a get-to-know-a-sounder, where we're going to do some rapid-fire questions. Uh, and they're going to be kind of random. Okay. They might catch you off guard, but we're going to kind of have some fun with them. As a person who's only been with the Sounders now for less than a year, this will be a chance yeah. for fans to get to know you a little bit better. So there's some rapid-fire questions here, all right? Okay. Right. So let's start off with this. What is the best restaurant you've been to in Seattle in your time here? Um, what's the name of this man? I forgot the name. It's it's in the it's close to all of A, but I forgot the name. Man. The, the, the steak there was so good. It's the, one of the uh, one of the better steaks I had. So it was, it was a steakhouse. It was a steakhouse. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But I forgot the name of it. Maybe maybe I'll, 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 it will get uh, the, the a bell will ring and, and I can get the name. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next up here, what is your favorite thing to do when you are not playing soccer in the off season? When I'm not training, when I'm not playing, but I like to I like to play with my kids. You know, they uh, they they are uh, you're always traveling, you're always away. So when I when I got the time to uh, spend time with them. I, I try to make uh, the best of it. So they are uh, maybe the most important people uh, in my life. So, uh, What are your kids obsessed with right now? It seems like kids always have an obsession where they're, you know, my host on, on KJR, Jason Puckett, his kids are right now obsessed with Pokemon cards. So for some kids, it's it's a certain uh, television show. What are your kids obsessed with? Uh, my kids are quite young. My, my daughter's one, my son is two. My my son likes mm -hmm. to, he likes to kick the ball of uh, 
and my daughter, she just likes to eat. <laughs> eat and play. So that's what they, that's what they like. <laughs> eat and play. All right. <laughs> Calvin, this, this might take a little bit more to explain, but when you first came last year, we talked about fishing and going fishing. So I wanted to ask, have you been yeah. fishing yet? Not yet, but the weather is not. Uh, I, I spoke with Clint about it, like because Jordan McRae, who came to the team, he likes it too. So maybe, maybe, maybe this season we'll find a we'll find a day and do something together. And last rapid fire question here for you, Kelvin. Uh, are you a video game guy? Do you play video games at all? Yeah, I like I like to play. All right, what's the best video game out right now? The best video game out right now. I know people like to play to talk about Fortnite, but I don't play it. I've never played it. Uh, for me, it's. Uh, 2K. I like 2K. So, yeah. I'm a 2K fan. Do you play it online just with other people? Sometimes I play online with guys from example, I, I, I used to play with uh, Lee Refer from Swansea City, uh, Patrick Van Arnold from Crystal Palace, those guys. So, yeah. Great stuff. Calvin Leardham, Sounders, right back. A pleasure to have you on here on Sounders Weekly. Thanks for spending some time with me. Enjoy your ice bath, yes, and, we'll, and we'll talk soon, and we'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye-bye. Great stuff there from Sounders right back, Kelvin Leardom. Awesome to have him on Sounders Weekly this week. It definitely won't be the last time I can guarantee that. Uh, Unfortunately, I must say that after the interview was over there, he did end up giving me the name of that steak restaurant. It's called The Butcher's Table. Uh, I stopped recording the interview, and after it was over, he said that he remembered the, the name of the restaurant. It's called The Butcher's Table. So if you ever want to go to a, a steak restaurant that Calvin Leardom says is very good, check out The Butcher's Table. All right, that'll do it for this week on Sounders Weekly. Uh, thank you again to Matt Johnson for coming and spending a few minutes in studio for the first segment with me. Thank you to Jim. General Manager Garth Lagerway for his weekly interview. That will be airing every Tuesday here on Sports Radio 950 KJR at about 7.20. So check out his and I's weekly interviews. And then thanks to Calvin Leardom Sounders right back for joining me for a few minutes right there. All right, the next time you'll be able to hear some Sounders on Sports Radio KJR, that will be the game against Montreal. That's, again, this Saturday, 7 p.m. kickoff at CenturyLink Field. Tickets are available, or you can listen to the match right here on 950 KJR. I will be starting pregame at 6.30 p.m. Matt Johnson, you heard him earlier, he's going to be on the call for kickoff at 7 p.m., so check that out on Saturday evening. All right, that'll do it for this week. Thanks to Nate Nelson for running the board. My name is Jackson Felton. You've been listening to Sounders Weekly on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.